Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust that your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God once more today. We're one day closer to the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Can't wait for that day when the Father turns to Him and says, Son, go back and get your bride. And I believe that time is not far away. And I know pastors have been saying that for many years, but I, I really sense that the Lord uh, uh, is unfolding His plan in such a way that uh, pretty soon, uh, we'll be in heaven praising and glorifying the name of our Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Trust that uh, you have started your day well and that you are looking forward to serving God in the time that He's given to you. We have been making sure that we are looking to those individuals whom the Lord has used in the past. We have been studying whatever happened to the apostles and we've taken the time to look at them and sometimes hefty price that they all paid in order to um, accomplish the task that our Lord sent them out to do. We've looked at uh, Peter, we've looked at Andrew, James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew thus far. And today we find ourselves, uh, I want to take you to the scriptures to remind you of one character, and his name is Thomas, one of the twelve disciples. He's often referred to as Doubting Thomas, and he was one, of course, one of the main uh, twelve disciples of our Savior. The Gospel of John, Thomas famously doubted the Lord's resurrection. You'll remember that the first uh, Lord's Day that they gathered together in the upper room, Thomas didn't happen to be there. And so when told by the other apostles that uh, when they uh, that Jesus had appeared to them in the upper room, Thomas famously doubted Jesus' resurrection, and he told the other disciples, you'll remember, John chapter 20 and verse 25, uh, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the uh, print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Well, Jesus then uh, offered him a do-over, uh, as it were, and appeared a second time on the very next Lord's Day and offered to let him do exactly that. And we're told that upon seeing Jesus in the flesh with his own eyes and even possibly touching the wounds, we don't know if that's what happened, he was invited to, Thomas literally proclaimed, my Lord and my God, in John 20, 28. And Jesus responded with one of the most powerful and prophetic statements about faith in all of Scripture. He said in verse 29 of John chapter 20, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And so that moment... Thomas's moment of skepticism earned him a name that has kind of stuck with him throughout all of these centuries that, you know, I don't believe would just be true of himself. I, I know that he gets this, uh, uh, this uh, note of skepticism about his own personality, but he's known as Doubting Thomas. And that evolved into a term for anybody who actually needs proof before they believe something. And honestly, that's about all that you need to know about the Apostle Thomas. He's not a major Bible character as Peter or the others might have been. Uh, he's only mentioned actually eight times in the entire New Testament, and four of those times are just in the lists of the 12 apostles. And while throughout the church and in church history, people have been happy to fill in the details of his life, 
few of those details are actually reliable simply because the scripture does not record them. But while the Bible tells us a little about him, Thomas' cautious approach to believing in the resurrection really laid the foundation for this statement about and from our Lord, and that's the Protestant teaching of sola fide, or faith alone. And even though he lived 2,000 years ago, Thomas serves uh, as a foil of such for Christians today, those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so we pause and we think about Thomas today, and Thomas meaning, of course, twin. He's often called Thomas Didymus, uh, which means is a Greek word for twin. Uh, the Bible never mentions anything about Thomas's twin. We don't know what became of him or what any really anything about him at all, but apparently Thomas had a twin. He was a missionary after the resurrection of Christ and after that uh, revelatory moment in the upper room when the Lord appeared to all the disciples a second time and Thomas was there and he put his faith in Christ and he makes that tremendous statement, my Lord and my God. Uh, he was used of God to be a missionary. There are several churches today even, even in this day, 2021, uh, that trace their origins to Thomas's missionary work. Some of the early historians said that uh, as far back as the third century, those historians at that time recorded that he was in uh, an area called Parthia, a region that included modern Iraq and Iran. Uh, but the strongest traditions link the most fruitful ministry that he had in southern India. Matter of fact, I was in India uh, just recently and had the opportunity to be in the geographical area on the west coast of India, down in the very southern uh, 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 third of the, uh, of the subcontinent, uh, in the area called Kerala. And there, there is evidence in... Uh, in uh, Madras, a town of Madras, uh, where there's a Mount St. Thomas located closely there to that area, and it's associated with his name. Uh, so here is probably a man who was, I think, probably a fisherman. The Bible doesn't explicitly say that, but I believe Thomas uh, hung out with them a lot, and he does go fishing with the fishermen there in the Gospel of John at the end. Um, and so they went along to go fishing that day. So one of the 12, he was a twin. He was a missionary. He was at first a skeptic until he came and saw the Lord for himself. He was a doubter. Uh, but Thomas was used of the Lord in such a marvelous way. You see him appear in different scenes. You see him appear in the death of Lazarus. You remember Jesus was away. And he was told that Lazarus was dying and uh, uh, he was concerned about going back to Jerusalem before it was time for Jesus' death. And so when he is informed and the other disciples are informed by our Lord that he's going to go back to Jerusalem, uh, they are very much fearful for what's going to take place. And Thomas uh, expresses his opinion and he said, let us also go with him that we may die with him. Now, I don't know whether that was said in a cynical term, uh, tone uh, or whether it was a statement of great faith. I don't know, but Thomas is often quoted uh, saying that kind of, in that kind of spirit. 
And so he says that uh, uh, in another place in John chapter 14, as I'm paging through here, you'll remember that our Lord uh, said, I'm going away. Where I'm going, you can't go. And Thomas actually reasonably responded in John 14, 5 by saying, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Well, that sets up one of Jesus' most famous quotes, which only appears in the Gospel of John. And in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me, except through me. If you really knew me, you'll know my Father as well. So Jesus then uh, gives that great statement of, of faith. How did, Apostle, how did the Apostle Thomas die? Uh, in an ancient historical book, it, we are told that he was martyred in the town of Mylapore in India, where he was literally stabbed or pierced with spears. Um, Syrian Christian tradition specifies that he died on July 3rd in A.D. 72 uh, by a spear after preaching. Uh, he apparently began no less than seven churches in that subcontinent of India and preached the Word of God until those that were uh, pagan Hindus and other religions uh, came and uh, speared him and killed him uh, for preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thomas is a famous symbol for doubt, but if we're to learn anything from him, it ought to be this. Our doubts may lead us to a deeper, richer faith. Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed in John twenty twenty nine. But he also doesn't ask all of us to blindly put our faith in him. Instead, we're invited to investigate the truth of the resurrection, to explore the way, the truth, and the life, to read about him and know the truth of who he is and what he came to do. Do you know him today? Are you doubtful? Well, I want to remind you that there's ample evidence in the Word of God that can show you the truth of who He is. Don't be doubting, but have faith. God bless you. Walk with Christ.